As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to Head of the Pack. I guess you could say this is an emergency head of the pack, given the news that broke last night. You guys know what's happening by now. I don't need to build it up any more than this. Packers traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders for uh, the number 22 and number 53 overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. A stunning move. Um, I know we just talked about on this podcast that it wasn't time to worry. We thought they were going to get something figured out. Um, we were wrong. We were dead wrong. The tension between Devontae Adams and some within the organization was clearly too big to overcome. He did not want to play for the Packers anymore. You know, from what I was told, the Packers offered him just as much as the Raiders did. Uh, so money didn't seem to be the issue. What seemed to be, I I don't know if you want to call it an issue, but he wanted to play with Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, one of his best friends, his college teammate. Um, I'm sure there's more to the story that will come out as as time goes on, but just a stunning move. Bill, what were your first thoughts? Oh, boy. Uh, Well, it's interesting. I I take my computer everywhere these days. We had Boy Scouts last night. I didn't bring my computer last time. I was thinking, well, they're under the salary cap. They've got no money to make moves. I'm clear. So I went to Boy Scouts last night without my computer. Um, my first thought, and it's my thought today, is if Aaron Rodgers is back to win a Super Bowl, how in the hell are they going to win a Super Bowl with Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Amari Rodgers? And I realize they're they're probably going to go sign somebody. Maybe it's Velda Scantling. Maybe it's somebody else. They're going to draft one in the first, one in the second, you know, whatever it's going to be. But there's no way you're going to replace Devontae Adams this year. And to me, it's another year where a Super Bowl just seems further and further removed. That's That was my thoughts then and now. Yeah, it's impossible to replace a guy of that caliber. Since 2016, so the last six seasons, no wide receiver has more catches, touchdown catches, and receiving yards than Devontae Adams. He's a potential future Hall of Famer, um, an all-world talent. You can't replace a guy like that. You know, the Packers now have more than 20 million opening cap space, but even if you sign two veterans or sign a, an expensive veteran and draft a guy, you're not going to replace Devontae Adams. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers, you know, from what I was told, knew that Devontae was not on good ground in Green Bay. You know, he knew he was frustrated. But what I was told was that Rodgers ultimately thought Devontae would come back, probably because uh, he knew what they were offering him. And he, uh, apparently, was not aware that there was more to this than just the money. So uh, I'd imagine he was a little surprised as well, even though there were some reports that uh, he knew Rodgers or Adams was never going to play with him again uh, when he signed his contract. I was told that's not entirely true, but listen, who knows? Everyone's a lot of semantics here. Everyone's, you know, trying to spin this a certain way. And that's, that's the breaking news game. And it's our job to figure out what's true and what's not. That's one of the tough parts of being a reporter, but I'm not looking for any pity here. So instead of dwelling on, on what happened, what's next for the Packers, Bill? What, route do you think they should go not what they will do what do you think they should do to at least try to compensate for this whether it's spend more resources on defense or spend them all on the wide receiver position yeah it's a good question matt you know there it seems like they are going to bring rasul douglas back i know um espn.com's dan and rossini had that last night and i got a text saying that's probably going to be the case so you get douglas back and that's a hell of a defensive backcourt matt jair alexander eric stokes Rasul Douglas, along with Savage and Amos, that's that's maybe as good as it gets in the NFL. I guess I can't say that I've ranked all 31 secondaries. So you're going to play good defense, so that's going to help you out. I assume they'll get a, a veteran receiver in here, and whether that's Veldis, Scantling, and as you know, Matt, that, that is the way they've gone, right? It is always it always bring back your own guys. So mm-hmm. if I had to bet a dollar, I would say it's Veldis, Scantling, but whatever it is, they'll, they'll bring back a veteran. So it'll be the veteran Lazard and Cobb, and you just hope that you, you get lucky and you get a Justin Jefferson kind of guy toward the end of the first round. And you got those veteran guys to ease the transition. So Rodgers, who notoriously is not fond of rookie receivers, has some time to get on the same page, get that chemistry. So maybe come you know November, December, that rookie receiver is ready to be a major impact player. So now you've got a potentially better defense. And a pretty good receiver core. I think that's the best case scenario. And that's the way they're going to go is a veteran. And they're going to go really early with a receiver. I would imagine so. I, I would be stunned if uh, the the trend of not drafting wide receivers in the first round for the last two decades continues this year. I think you got to draft someone. There are a couple interesting names that are still free agents. Odell Beckham Jr. coming off a torn ACL, obviously. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Jarvis Landry. Obviously MVS. Julio Jones, A.J. Green, a lot of veterans. Um, I saw people in my mentions saying trade one of those first-round picks for D.K. Metcalf. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, they got to do something, though. I will say this. I had this conversation with someone last night. I'm not trying to say everything's going to be fine for the Packers because obviously losing Devontae Adams is monumental and automatically makes you a worse football team in the immediate future. But... The team who knocked the Packers out of the playoffs two out of the last three years, I'm talking about the 49ers, has a very pedestrian passing game, a very good running game, and a very good defense. They've done pretty well for themselves. All I'm saying is the method the Packers have employed for the past 15 years of their biggest strength is their passing game and their pass protection. Um, and yeah, they've had decent running games and and decent defenses but 
maybe the Packers just shift up their whole identity. And that's the, Mm -hmm. that's the secret formula to getting over this Super Bowl hump. Like if they get a Juju Smith Schuster and a rookie who turns into something good, let's say they have Juju Smith Schuster, Chris Olave, uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Amari Rogers, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, a good offensive line and a really good defense. Cause they're able to afford Rasul Douglas. Now a dominant secondary Devondre Campbell, and they upgrade the defensive line. I'm not saying they're the 49ers and they can get back to the Super Bowl, but all I'm saying is there isn't just one formula to win in the NFL in terms of how you build a team. It's a great point, Matt. And I was just going to mention defensive line. They are absolutely god-awful on the defensive line, right? Awful. Yeah, Kenny Clark, awful. And, and they got rid of Kingsley Kiki. And I mean, not that Kingsley Kiki was great either, but you get my point. I mean, you're... You're, and you might lose Tyler Lancaster again. Not that Tyler Lancaster is a great player either, but you weren't very good, and you're worse potentially than you were, you know, say in December. You know, Akeem Hicks is out there. Calais Campbell's out there. Linval Joseph is out there. I mean, those are old football players. I get it. Sheldon Richardson's out there. Old. They're all old. But you can get better there with the money. I was told by I was talking to one of my. My guys last night, uh, executive, I asked him about receivers and free agency. He said he wouldn't spend a nickel on one because they're all old and, and washed up. Right. And I think they'll probably get somebody. But there is this – I think you're right on, the, right on target there, Matt. Pick a different way to go build a football team. Look, they're 7-0 and under LaFleur without Adams. Now, that is a quirky stat. I get it. One of those victories was over the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not saying that they're better off with – they. It does show that LeFleur can find a way, and Rodgers is good enough to find a way, yep. that they can probably get around some of this, and obviously they've got Dylan and Jones to carry the load. That's a good point. I mean, obviously, you know, when we brought up that stat to Aaron Rodgers this past year, he said, <laughs> That's right. we're not a better football team without Devontae Adams. Obviously, you can twist numbers to tell whatever story you want, but I just think it does speak to the important point that After the dust settles, I don't think it's total doom and gloom. We still have to remember the Packers might play in the worst division in football. Um, They're still going to be the favorites in the division. It really depends on what they do with this added up cap space. They they were unwilling to kind of go back and forth uh, the way they did with Aaron Rodgers last season with Devontae Adams. And, And, you know, that cap space, they evidently felt that they needed it now and apparently they didn't want to wait for you know the Raiders to put in an offer sheet to sign him and the process of the Raiders get getting them for two first round picks so that what that tells me is, is that the Packer that the Packers needed that cap space now is that they're going to make a move soon because if they all along were willing to wait something out see how the market developed I don't think they would have traded Devontae Adams right now. Um, so I would expect to move soon, just reading between the lines. But who knows? I, I tweeted the other day that if they trade Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers will walk into Goody's, face, <laughs> Goody's office and punch him in the face. That just goes to show what I know. I, I, I made the mistake of stating that as fact, that they wouldn't trade him. That was just my opinion from, from common sense, which I think anyone would say. But uh, you live and you learn. I, I think the... I want to talk about the secondary real quick. I I think bringing Douglas back is huge because we talked about on the last pod, Shannon Sullivan, while he has some nice moments, not great. 
at nickel, at least not as great as a guy like Douglas or Jair could be. Now it's up to who plays outside, who plays nickel. It's a good problem to have, having Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, and Rasul Douglas, and then Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. If you get the run defense shored up, um, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Boy, can you, Jair Alexander is a, would be a great slot. He is so hard. He is so hard nosed. He he's never ever shied away from contact, which is why he got hurt in the first place of tackling two hundred thirty pounds of Najee Harris. He'd be really good in the slot. As a quarterback, where do you go? I mean, they they, they got a chance to be really good again. If you can just obviously you got Campbell back. If you can just fix your defensive line and get become hard to run against, they got a chance to be really good, Matt. Um, it's going against my thinking of what I said to leave the podcast where they're not going to win. A, it's going to be really hard to win a Super Bowl, but. If, if they can, and, and Goody's been good with his first round picks too, other than the questionable one on Jordan Love. They got a real shot to make some hay here. Interestingly, I'm just kind of looking at this, looking at the Pat Hill draft value chart, or Rich Hill, Pat Hill's the Fresno State coach of Devonta Adams once upon a time. Yeah. If they package the Raiders pick at 52, along with the Raiders pick at 22, they can get all the way up to number 10. Yep. So you got, you got a chance to get a really, really, really big-time player. It doesn't have to be a receiver at any position. you got a chance to really make a, make a strike here. That's certainly one way to look at it. it it'll be fascinating. Sunshine on a cloudy day, Sunshine Matt. Sunshine on a cloudy day. It was just fitting that it dropped on the Thursday of March Madness. I mean, um, I think we'll hear from Brian Gutekunst in, in the next week or so. I know uh, I'll be heading to Palm Beach at the end of next week. For owners' meetings, uh, I wonder what we're going to talk about with Matt LaFleur there and Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, whoever's there. I don't know. I've never been to owners' meetings. But Packers never sleep. Packers never stop. Um, my my biggest question with this whole thing, which I was unable to get an answer on last night, and I will keep trying to, is you know, when the Packers made that offer for $28.5 million a year or, or more. Um, if was it early in the off season? Was it at the last minute? Did Devonte say, "Oh, you you want to offer me this now to save face? Screw you," or would it have mattered when they offered him this off season? And was he just set on playing with Derek Carr and and getting out of Green Bay? I don't know. You know, I reached out to Devonte last night. He obviously did not respond because he was busy. I'm going to try again today. I will try and get answers for you. That is our job. We are the people's journalists here on Head of the Pack. You know, I, the receivers here have bristled for a long time. And I'm, I'm going back to, in his prime, Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. They've always kind of bristled at Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. And when the passing game is good, it's because of Aaron Rodgers. And when the passing game stinks, it's because nobody got open. I have no idea. I mean, we're all spitballing here, Matt. Does, does he want, did Adams want to get out because of Carr, because he's close friends? Is it because he grew up? Liking the Raiders, did he grow? Did he want to get out just to make a name for himself to show that he's he's Devonte Adams because he's Devonte Adams and he's not Devonte Adams because he's Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver? I don't I don't know. And the money thing's interesting too, Matt. And as we all know, they, they might have offered twenty and a half million, but how, how is that structure compared to the Raiders' structure? Did they yeah. give him? And I we said this in our group text. Just to exaggerate to make a point, did they offer him $100 million in 2026, money that he's never going to see 
Or is it honest to goodness real money? I, again, we don't know any of these things at this point. I think it was 62 but, guaranteed. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Was the number? We'll see. You know, those those real numbers always end up coming out. But listen, we won't take up too much of your time on this beautiful Friday. Fifteen minutes, right beautiful. on the dot. It's snowing outside, Matt. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm in Connecticut at home. It's seventy degrees outside right now. Oh my, go to hell! It's thirty-five degrees. You're supposed to get four inches of snow today. Hey, that's what why. I, that's why. I, that's why I spend a couple weeks back home on the East Coast because the weather here is way better. And hey. James Jones, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, who's next to go to the Raiders from Green Bay? You know, the next time we're going to see a tweet that so-and-so bought a house in such-and-such such city. Yeah, maybe we should like take, it, that, take it. Uh, maybe, maybe we should pay attention to it rather than saying, we should pay eh. attention to it. <laughs> My God, uh, can you listen. imagine we chased every Twitter thing ever, Matt? Yeah. My God. No, I, I, I'm not going to do that. But it's a fun exercise to think about. <laughs> hey, Larry Ogunjobi failed physical not signing with the Bears. I breaking saw that. News. Yeah, so, uh, so there you go. A.J. Dillon can run up the gut a little more on them. <laughs> so that's it. We're rambling now, but appreciate you guys listening. We'll have more in the coming days and weeks on this when, when people talk publicly about it. Um, I'm assuming Devontae Adams will have his intro presser in Vegas soon. Uh, a stunning news for both sides. As always, stick with Bill on SI, me on The Athletic, and we'll have you covered regardless of what happens. And who the hell knows, because it's the Green Bay Packers, and they never sleep. We'll talk to you guys later.